0: curry with the shot Ben cooking with the sauce chef curry with the pot boy live from the 301 live from the pot i want to welcome my audience to episode number 128 of curry in the pot this is going to be a regular episode i know recently uh you know during this quarantine i've been doing a lot of mailbags and i've been doing those every monday for maybe the last four to five weeks so at least the last month, uh, but I'm actually getting ready to give you guys, as you see in the title, a draft recap. I had a draft preview with my guy, the 14 year old Phenom Bank, and I hope you guys enjoyed him, man. He's a fan favorite. I get, I get a lot of positive feedback when I have him on the show. Like I, I begin like feedback from 70 year olds talking about they love Bank. You know what I'm saying? The females love him too. But if you guys missed that one, go check it out but uh i'm about to give you a draft recaps real quick and i am joined by my guy the co-producer man he already know what i'm about to say but y'all already know what i'm about to say too without this guy man i wouldn't be here uh curry in the pot would not be what it is today and i don't even know if it would be around but uh yeah man without this guy man curry in the pot doesn't go on, man. So I got my man. I got my main man, my guy, the man behind the scenes. I'm the man on the scene. He's the man behind the scenes. I got my co producer, Mr. B. Jones.
1: B. Jones, what it do? What's good, Mike? We've been talking about this joint for a minute, so I'm just ready to get into it, and knock it out. You know mm-hmm. yes sir yes sir man how's your uh
0: how's your quarantine going man i haven't had you on the live air since this whole thing has been going on man i know you've been in the instagram lives but and you know, how's your how's your quarantine man how's your family how's everything been
1: man everything's cool uh i'm working fortunately able to work from home my folks mm-hmm. able to work from home so you know we just waiting it out uh ain't got a cut in almost two months so <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm looking a little crazy over here but other than that everything's cool you know what I'm saying I can't can't complain things could be much worse
0: absolutely bro absolutely man you hit on you know something very important
1: man we you know you're
0: fortunate to still be working you and your parents and m- me and my parents as well are still able to work man I know a lot of people uh, have been laid off have to file for unemployment etc cetera, etc cetera. so you for know sure. we're, we're very blessed man we're very blessed but I wanted to talk to you about this draft man yeah we first. It, ent- it
1: was interesting ent- for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. And I wanted to just discuss it with you, man. You know, because we got a trend going on, man. A slight trend, man. We had the season preview of this past season. We had a mid-season recap. We had a postseason preview, and then we did a free agency special. I did have Bink on for the draft preview, but we talked a lot before the draft even started. So it's basically like I did a draft preview with you. But now we're here to talk about this draft, man. So first, I want to get your thoughts on the first ever virtual draft. Obviously, you know, under current circumstances, the draft had to be held virtually. So just give me your quick thoughts uh, about the virtual draft.
1: I mean, I liked it. You know, it wasn't really... I don't normally watch the draft. Like, I might mm-hmm. watch the first round and then that's it. But, you know, since the quarantine is nothing else on. So, you know, I kind of, uh, I, I saw the whole first day. I had like, I saw a little bit of the second day. Uh, just had it all kind of in the background. I didn't see too much of the third day. But uh, my overall reaction to it, uh, I think it was cool. You know, I think it, it kind of it provided a different perspective. I know, like, the draft traditionally has been the same. But I think, this virtual uh version of the draft was pretty good you know there were no really major technical issues it was nice right. to see. it was nice to see uh, everybody's homes everybody with their family my man cliff kingsbury was cliff in that Kingsbury thing. man <laughs> <laughs> he was in my <laughs> dripping but um yeah uh you know a, i ain't gonna speak on it but you know there was a little bit of wild stuff going on in the draft but um and um but you know i i i, I, I like it i think it uh, provides some questions moving forward, like how necessary is it to have the big whole spectacle of the draft? You know, I know I know like the fans like to be there and it's like a good mm-hmm. atmosphere, but, you know, like maybe something like maybe having the first day live and then the second and third day virtual, you know, just something like that, you know, it kind of provides those kind of questions.
0: Definitely, man. Yeah. Like you said, man, I'm not going to really say too much, but it it, it was overall pretty good, man. Like you said, no overall technical issues. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, like you said, looked like he was living like Scarface. Like, bro, bro was living lavish, man. I need to to get what he on, man. I know the cost of living in Arizona is pretty good, but man, he looked like he living right, man. But let's talk about this draft, man. Let's get a little bit more in depth. Tell me. A couple of your favorite picks, maybe just one or two, you know. Then we're going to dive into, you know, some sleepers, winners and losers, et cetera, et cetera, man. But what were some of your favorite picks?
1: I think uh, number one, I have to go with um, C.D. Lamb to the Cowboys. You know, he just wasn't expected to go there. I expected the, I expected the Forty Niners to either take him one of the, uh, one of him of uh, Jerry Judy Ruggs, or uh, Lamb, and they mm-hmm. didn't. So once that happened, you know, that kind of like, it, well, the first of all, the Raiders taking rugs. I didn't expect him to be the first receiver off the board. So that kind of shuffled the wide receiver market. And then Judy ended, up, Judy ended up falling to 15 and then CD ended up falling to 17. I think that's a, you know, that's a good fit because um, I was reading yesterday something I didn't even think about. You know that kind of gives the opportunity uh, for Amari Cooper to, to move to the slot temporarily. You know because he used to be in the slot sometimes and in, um, in Oakland. So mm-hmm. you know him working on slot cornerbacks. You know that's that kind of uh, that kind of provides a bit of a matchup nightmare. Um, I like Jerry Judy to the Broncos too, but I'm, I'm gonna uh, go with a different pick, uh, not wide receiver. Um, I would say I like Isaiah Simmons to the Cardinals. I, I took mine. Yeah, ah. yeah. All I, right, I, I'm gonna let you have that. One. You have that one. Um, <laughs> All right, I like. So, now go ahead. No, one more, one more, and then uh, okay. I like uh, this. I guess I guess you could say this is a kind of a sleeper pick, but I like uh, J.K. Dobbins to the Ravens because that that just we'll talk about that soon. Yeah. yeah, that just strengthens their backfield. You know, they already got Mark Ingram, Gus Edwards is a quality contributor there. Um, they picked Justice Hill last year. He didn't really do too much, but, you know, he could be a contributor as well. So that just strengthens one of their strengths of their offense. So I like that.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. So I like those, man. I like those too. Uh, so my first one is probably an obvious one. I think you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> but uh, my favorite pick was Chase Young. Um, and I, now I want to I reiterate on this again, man. Chase Young is a special... Player, he's a special talent, but I know Chase Young, the person, and when I say, like, that is a great human being like that is just a great a great person you know what i'm saying so i'm very very happy for him and i'm very happy for his family uh, a lot of you guys don't know this but chase young's mom is actually a diehard cowboys fan so <laughs> it's gonna wow. be really really interesting when the season starts up man um, my dad has some talks with her you know she says she's gonna have to ride for her son of course man but i'm really really happy for chase and you know he gets to be home, and I, I like some of the things that he said, man. In his interviews, he was talking about how he gets to show the youth that a player uh, from here, somebody from here, that grew up in this area, can make it and actually put on for the hometown team. So I like that. Um, another pick that I like was um, um, what's her name? Jonathan Taylor for the Colts. I thought that was a sleeper. I didn't think that he was gonna be. What was he like? The
1: third back, fourth back taken. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I think he. I believe he got picked in the second round, maybe in the forties yeah. or the fifties. Yeah, It was
0: in the forties. I like that. I like that pick. Um, so that was another good one, Isaiah Simmons to the Cardinals. Uh, in a lot of mock drafts, it wasn't really talking about Isaiah Simmons. Um, you know, we heard Giants and we heard. From everything that I heard, I heard that Isaiah Simmons wasn't going past Carolina at seven, and he ended up going past them. And going to Arizona, a team that I didn't think was going to take him, they probably would have went offensive lineman if he wasn't available. But I thought that was real good value. And I'll just talk about sleepers when we get the sleepers. But uh, we're going to go back and forth on this thing as we talk uh, off air. Uh, We're going to start with our winners and losers. So give me your first winner. I'll give you mine. We go back and forth on
1: that. All right, first winner. Um, I already talked about the Cowboys, so I'm not going to talk about them first. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with uh, a team that we talked about a lot. A team that we talked about a lot. You know where I'm going. Uh, I'm going with the mm-hmm. Bron- I'm going with the Broncos. Um, Broncos country, man. Yeah, this was a team that you know I was down on going into last season, mainly because they had Joe Flacco at quarterback and they had repeatedly failed over and over again um at the quarterback position once Peyton Manning retired think about guys like Trevor Simeon Paxton Lynch so I I believe this team was at two and seven at one point last year and they lost a lot of one possession games the defense was still playing at a high level but one of their primary issues was on the offensive side of the ball now they showed promise once Drew Locke started to take over and also um What's the guy, what's the guy, what's the running back's name? It's slipping my mind right now. Who, Phillip Lindsey? Yeah, Philip Lindsay. He had a good season. Cortland Sutton also had a good season. Went over 1,000 yards. So, combining that with what they did in the draft, picking up Jerry Judy, picking up K.J. Hamler, picking up um, the tight end from Missouri. Oh, man, Albert O. Yeah, Albert O. Picking him up. I think combining that in, also picking up Melvin Gordon offseason, taking that... And combining it with what they were able to put together at the end of the last season on offense, along with the defense they have, I think this could make this team a, a potential sleeper team. Now, the question mark is Drew Locke because we haven't seen him able to do it For a whole season, you know, we saw Baker Mayfield have a little run at the end of his rookie year that he struggled the second year. So that'll be the key. But if Drew Locke can put it together, I think that'll be there'll be a major sleeper team could potentially make a run similar that we saw the Bears make uh, two years ago and the 49ers make last year.
0: Okay, a good one, man. I just want to piggyback on the things you said about the Broncos, man. I've been really, really impressed, man. I I just went up and looked up the records real quick because I know they were what seven and nine, but mm-hmm. they started off zero and four, and they lost a lot of close games, like you said. So they really only they really only got beat badly by the Chiefs, and I mean. It's, it's no shame in that, you know, right. t- you know, today. It's no shame in that at all. But this is a team that started off 0-4. We were down, like you said, because of Joe Flacco. But Drew Locke, um, he has all the tools to succeed now. And even on the defensive side of the ball, uh, this offseason, they picked up A.J. Boye, and they also got Jarrell Casey. I thought those were really good quality moves. Uh, they're going to get Bradley Chubb back. Uh, Von yep. Miller's going to be back, too. So they got... They have some really really good pieces and then the draft man they nailed it man i didn't think judy was gonna fall to them at 15. i was hoping they got a receiver i knew they would get at least judy i mean at least um at least uh cd lamb but uh they got judy who i thought was the best receiver in the draft and he's a technician as we say and That's then fun. all the guys you named i i i love their draft and i told i told you guys about albert oh just look out for that albert oh Noah fan um combination But one of my winners is a team that you just talked about. And I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. It's like the rich get richer when I look at their draft. They selected Patrick Queen, uh, J.K. Dobbins, who I thought was he was one of my sleepers in this draft, man. Just simply because I watched a lot of Ohio State football last year. Uh, Two times I got to see him play in person at Ohio State. And J.K. Dobbins, it was like night and day from his previous season to this past season, I'm just like, wow, like he's really going to be good wherever he ends up. And then he gets to go to a team like the Ravens, where he doesn't have to necessarily carry the load, gets to take some of that pressure off of Mark Ingram, who did get hurt at the end of last season. And then they got Patrick Queen, the linebacker, as I just said, they got another, another Ohio State got Malik Harrison at linebacker, who I heard his name called a lot when I watched Ohio State. You always heard Chase Young, Jeff Okuda. But the name after that that you always heard was Malik Harrison. And he's he's really good, man. He's like a throwback linebacker. Um, he's always in the mix. He's always around the football. So I thought that was a quality pick. And then they got, what's the receiver out in Texas? Duvernay. Duvernay, yeah. I thought that was a good pick because I think... The Ravens, like, I, I always refer to their wide receiver core as like a committee receiver because they yeah. got a bunch of different dudes like Seth Roberts. Um, they had Hollywood Brown, but he was banged up. They got um, Willie Sneed. Um, Willie, Willie Sneed. Sneed. Like, it's, it's different dudes, you know what I'm saying? Um, And I just thought they need another receiver. And they did select one. So, I did like that pick. Uh, so, who's your next winner? Uh,
1: I'm a uh, I meant to mention these teams first because I don't think they're like – any type of playoff contenders that are going to make any playoff noise by like uh, a few of the solid pieces they add up so i'm gonna just drop two teams real quickly i uh, mentioned to you before um it's the Bengals and the lions uh the Bengals, i think picking joe burrow was the obvious pick and then picking t higgins and plugging him in with the uh, receiver core that they already have with john brown tyler boyd and aj green i think that that'll make them a more competent team than they were last year along with some of the pieces that they picked up in the offseason uh they picked up Mackenzie Alexander Trey Waynes Von Bell a few more pieces to solidify their defense so a team that I don't think that's going to make any playoff noise by any means but I just think it made them more of a competent team and then the Detroit Lions um picking Jeff Okuda and then I think uh, picking DeAndre Swift, that was a good pick too. You know they had Carrell mm-hmm. Johnson last he was year. But banged he, up. Yeah, so if he can stay healthy and then DeAndre Swift produces, I think that can make them a more confident, uh, competent team. And Jeff Okuda produ- uh, replacing Darius Slay, I think. I mean, I'm not gonna. I think though, and then they also picked up a. They picked up a lot of Patriots, ex Patriots guys on the defense to kind of uh, round out that defense uh, in free agency. So I don't. I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't think they're gonna be like any type of contender, but they might be able to make a noise because I think the NFC North is a sneakily wide open division.
0: I think so too, man. The Vikings are the best team, but it's like it's not a it's not a wide margin. You know what I'm saying? It's not a it's not a right. huge gap from right. you know two, three, and four. And the Lions have always been as quiet as it's kept. They've always been a tough out. Like and the I, Lions, go ahead.
1: I think of last year i think they like they they uh they had a lead like there was some weird stat they had a lead i don't know if it was a lead at any point in each game that they were in or it was like at any point in the second half it was something weird like that but uh they ended up losing a lot of close games similar to the barcos just because they couldn't close them out so
0: yeah yeah good point good point um so there's some teams that I also like that I don't think they necessarily won the draft, but I feel like they're taking the steps in the right direction. I like what the Dolphins were able to do. Um, they, they finally got Tua, man. We've been hearing the Dolphins link to Tua for how long now? A couple of years. So they finally get their guy. And then at the 18th pick, they ended up getting some pass protection and getting Austin Jackson out of USC. Uh, they got the corner that I like out of Auburn. I always mess up on his last name. I know it's Noah... Igby Agni, I think. I think that's how it's pronounced. But I like him. He's a quick guy. Uh, Bink Bink is also a big fan of him. Um, I just like what they. I like what they've done in the off season as a whole, man. Uh, they, you know, they picked up Byron Jones. They picked up Jordan Howard. They picked up uh, those ex Patriots guys. I think um, the Dolphins are going to be sneaky next year. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna like. They're gonna. I think they're gonna be what the Broncos were last year. So okay.
1: I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna yeah. say that. Uh, I like
0: that comparison. Uh, give me, give me another winner. You got?
1: Okay. Uh, I just had it. Um, yeah. So this is another team that we talked about was the Rams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like they kind of replaced the. They let go of the players that they gave big contracts that they felt like weren't totally producing and they replace them with younger guys in this draft so an example of that is cam Akers, running back from florida state they got him to replace from todd Gurley. he's kind of like he's kind of like in the same mode as dalvin cook you know he can he could take he could uh, take any run to the house and he's also uh can be used in the passing game as well they got van jefferson from florida who can who's kind of like a uh, kind of like a home run threat so he can kind of uh, replaced what they were missing what they were missing by letting Brandon Cooks go. And they also got uh one more play. they got the safety Jordan Fuller from Florida from, from Ohio State. The Ohio State yeah. University. They got him so who you like as well. So that's just more deaf from that defense. So yeah, I like I like the picks that they made.
0: Okay, my last winner, then we're going to transition to losers. Um, It's the Indianapolis Colts. This is a team that didn't have a first-round pick because they traded it and got the Forrest Buckner. So when you look at it from that perspective, they got a really good D-tackle. Um, But they did have two picks in the second round. One that they got from the Redskins. The first one they picked was Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, his father played in the NFL for a long time, running back for the Buccaneers. But I like Michael Pittman. He's 6'4". And I just feel like... He's going to have a way better um, NFL career than he is than he did have a college career. I think he's going to be like way better. So I like him. Um, They did draft Jonathan Taylor, who I just mentioned, Um, Julian Blackman. They also picked up the safety from Utah. Um, They did get Jacob Eason, which I thought was an interesting pick. He gets to sit behind not only uh, Phillip Rivers, but also Jacoby Brissett and just learn and just soak up some knowledge. I thought that was a a nice pick, man, because we we heard Jacob Eason's name mentioned a lot. Where will he go? But he ended up, you know, going in the fourth round. And I think that's a that's a pretty good spot for him.
1: So uh, I like the coach draft. I like what they did. Let me let me throw one more in there. Okay. Yeah, I know I know there's a Redskins friendly podcast where I got thrown the Cowboys, you know, they had a pretty deep- <laughs> They they had a pretty decent draft, you know, picking CeeDee Lamb in the first round. Not necessarily a need, but can uh, strengthen up their offense. I was best
0: player available at that point.
1: For sure. And then picking up Trayvon Diggs in the second round. I don't know if he'll necessarily be a number one corner, but the Cowboys defense kind of took a step back last year after looking promising the year before. So I think with that pick and them also picking up guys like Alden Smith and picking up... um, gerald McCoy and free agency that can kind of help solidify that defense. Yo, I actually call me crazy, but I think that
0: Alden Smith uh, signing is actually going to be like powerful.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, <laughs> I think it's going to work look, out. I'll, if he get like if his head is right, and now uh, marijuana is can't get suspended for that. Uh, you know, I think that could be a sneaky signing because he's a beast. Like I remember he had he had like 43 sacks and like 50 games or something crazy like that. Like he's he was. a. I remember like I love him as a pass rusher when he was on the 49ers.
0: Yeah, I think that's going to be big, man, because I heard Jay Glazer. He was on the herd a couple of weeks ago and he was talking about how Alden Smith is cleaned up. And just stuff like that, like he seems like he got his his head on straight this time, and he's so grateful for this opportunity. Like I, I honestly, as, as a guy who does, you know, still support the Redskins, I think that that's that's scary, man. Especially if it pans out. Like even if it, like if it's just like. Robert Quinn, how Robert Quinn was last year for the Cowboys. If he makes that type of impact, that's still good, man. And Demarcus Lawrence is still pretty formidable. And the other pieces in the front seven, like Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith, are still good. Um. So, but I did like the Cowboys draft, though, man. I did. I really did. Um. But let's let transition to losers. We're gonna go back and forth. We're gonna start this time. Uh, my first loser. I think you know where I'm going? The Green Bay Packers. For sure. We heard so much about how this is the best wide receiver class and maybe ever. We th- This is how it was pegged before the draft begun. And there were, what, 30-something receivers that got drafted? And the Packers didn't draft one? Now, I know a lot of people are mad about the Jordan Love thing, but I don't really have too much of a problem with it. Aaron Rodgers is a guy who said he was, he was on his – at the end of his career, he made a reference and a quote last year and said, "I'm on my 18th hole." So if a quarterback is saying that out of his mouth, to me, he's one foot in, one foot out. I know they what, what was it? NFC Championship, or was it? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they so t- like, they they got pretty far, but it's just to me, if a guy's saying that, bro, I, I'm I'm thinking about my next guy. Um, so I don't really have too much of a problem with them getting Jordan Love. My 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 big problem was them not drafting a receiver in a loaded wide receiver class. That that just does not make any sense. There was a bevy of receivers who you could have selected. I, I I just don't understand. Uh so that is definitely um, my loser, even though they did pick up like interior offensive linemen, maybe they want to run the ball. You know, Matt LaFleur, when he was with the Titans, uh, the Titans were, you know, always run first. So if they're trying to transition to that, then cool. But I still don't understand why you're not giving Devontae Adams help. I don't get it.
1: Yeah. Uh, let me just say a few things. I, I, I hated their draft. Um, I think, I think that was my number one loser. I think I read some, somewhere that, uh, Kyle Shanahan said that, uh, he heard, like, the Packers and the Dolphins were trying to trade up to get uh, Brandon Ayuk for, from, um, from uh, Arizona, Arizona State. State. <laughs> so I, I don't know if that's true or not, but even if that is true and uh, 49ers got their guy, that don't mean that you don't address the position at all for the rest of the draft. And then you pick A.J. Dillon, you know, who's just kind of like a straight-line runner, kind of like a Leonard Fournette, not really um, – a threat in the past game, kind of a old school back. I don't understand how that really helps your offense, you know, okay, you get cool, you got a goal line back because you already got Aaron Jones that's your primary back. So AJ Dillon, he's gonna be nothing more than a short yardage goal line kind of back. Like I don't, I don't I don't get it. I said I don't, I don't remember which podcast that was, but I said this team is kind of built like they're like from two thousand twelve, like from the way the game was played back then. And after this draft, that hasn't changed. Devontae Adams is still your number one receiver, but you don't really have anything behind him. So, you know, I just, like, I wasn't a fan of their draft at all. Um, another team that wasn't a fan of their draft was the Chargers. It's not really an indictment on their overall draft. You know, they they got... Uh, <laughs> you did got, tell me this last yeah, week. <laughs> yeah, they, got, they, they got Kenneth Murray, the linebacker, so, you know, I guess that... Solidifies that helps out their defense. You know their defense is very talented. That's just another piece they got a sleeper in KJ Hill in the seventh round. But my main it. my main issue was uh my main issue was Justin Herbert. I don't I just don't think that he's a, a, a good quarterback. Um, you know I don't I don't think he's the answer for their quarterback position. You know they got Tyrod Taylor right now, and I don't think Justin Herbert makes them significantly better, but. Because you picked him in the first round, you know, you got to make it work, whether it works or not, similar to what we're seeing with Mitch Trubisky right now. Obviously, he's not that guy, but because you traded up for him to pick him in the first round, now you got to make it work for the next few years. And I think with the talent that they have on the roster, picking Justin Herbert as a quarterback is just a waste to me. That's mm-hmm. just a the talent on the roster because that talent is cheap. And by the time you figure out Justin Herbert is, isn't that guy, you're going you're gonna to have paid all the pieces on your team so now you got now your salary cap is messed up so yeah
0: okay uh agree with you there um uh, for the charge I think we just gotta see but um I um my next loser is the Eagles I don't I don't understand the Jalen Hurts thing I, I really don't um I also I would have picked Justin Jefferson over um Jalen Rieger who and, and I think he I think he's all right but um, I just the the Jalen Hurts thing, man, is, is is it might be the most head scratching thing of the draft. Um, I just I just don't get it. Now I know Carson Wentz um, struggles to stay healthy. I mean, when he did get hurt in the playoffs, Josh McCown came in <laughs> um to to play the rest of the game. But I don't I just don't get it, man. And then I heard that they they want to try to use him like how the Saints use Taysom Hill now. I'm not a big Taysom Hill guy, but that guy, Jalen Hurts, is not going to be doing the same stuff that Taysom hmm. Hill does. I'm, I'm just keeping it a hundred. You know what I'm saying? Taysom Hill blocks punts and field goals and stuff like that, and catches <laughs> passes. Um, Jalen Hurst is mobile, but I'm just like, he ain't no Taysom Hill mobile. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not going to take on contact like Taysom. Like Taysom Hill, he runs like kind of violently. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like. I just, I just don't really get it, man. Um, but yeah, they're losers for that pick. And Jalen Rieger, I mean, I think he'll be all right. But I thought that was a little bit of a reach. But I mean, if that's your guy, that's your guy. But in my opinion, which you know, it's, this is my podcast, so I got to give my opinion. I think,
1: I think they were losers. All right. Um. Honestly, I don't really have another loser. I think that was my three losers: the uh, Packers eagles and chargers but just to chime in on the eagles yeah i'm not a fan of the receiver that they picked in the first round um this is a guy who put up one a thousand yard season but then he put then he put up a uh two 600 yard seasons in in the big 12 uh a, a, a conference that's not known for defense and i saw people saying that he didn't really have a quarterback but still in the big 12 a like, they don't play defense. Yeah, with the defense, <laughs> they play a 600-yard season your junior year, which was last year. Like, that's a little concerning to me. I definitely would have picked Justin Jefferson. And then um, the Jalen Hurts thing, you know, it just it doesn't make sense. And the, the explanations afterwards don't make sense either because I saw somewhere that they said, yeah, we're going to have two top 10 quarterbacks. But you just paid one. You just paid your guy, Carson Wentz. Was that last year? I think mm-hmm. last year. Yeah, his extension is oh, Gilroy. The
0: first year, the extension is this year.
1: Yeah, so he's locked in for at least another three years. So even if, like, even if you want Jalen Hurts to be the next guy, maybe, he's going to sit behind Carson Wentz for three years. So the second round, you only get four years as opposed to five years for a first-round pick. So... His first year starting would be his fourth year. And even if he does good, now you got to pay him. So you can't really build around him like you would a cheap young quarterback. So it doesn't just really make sense. And then um, they picked two more receivers late. late oh, in- shout out.
0: I like, I like John Hightower, though. I did like that pick.
1: Yeah, they picked two more receivers in the later round. So I, To me, that just feels like... We picked three receivers because we had a need a receiver. Greg Ward was our number one receiver at the end of the year, but I think it's to me it kind of feels like we picked three receivers, so we at least got a hit on one. That's what it. That's what it felt like to me.
0: I like that. I like that. Um, before we move on to sleepers, I wanted to know what did you think about the Redskins draft. I think I kind of know which where you're going because mm-hmm. it seems like a lot of guys are. You know, it, it felt like it, it's like boomer bust for a lot of the guys. Like it could be like they could be good, like they could be bad, but uh, like not not a lot of household names besides the Chase Young pick. Um, but but what were your thoughts on the Redskins draft?
1: Um, I think I think uh, obviously the Chase Young pick. That was a pick that you had to make. I think that's kind of, that's a guy with kind of like a, he could be like a Vaughn Miller, uh, Nick Bosa type of impact on your defense, you know, a guy that you can really build around. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I love that pick a lot. The other picks, um, I'm not really familiar with the guys they picked, so I can't really say too much about them, but I feel like they address their needs Uh they paid two wide receivers. They picked a tackle. They needed to tackle after um, trading Trent Williams. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I, th- I think they really addressed their needs. Um, maybe cornerback could have been addressed, but they didn't really have a day two pick. So I, I think that was the kind of pick that they could have addressed on day two. Uh, one more thing I got to say. I know local fans, you know, they get hyped up <laughs> <laughs> every, every- Every time this, uh, like every every uh, every year around this time, they get hyped up. But y'all, y'all got to relax, man. I, I saw somebody say that uh, the guy that they picked, Antonio Gandy Golden, they mm-hmm. was like they uh, gave him a comparison to Calvin Johnson, and I was just like, y'all got to relax. <laughs> y'all got to relax. Like, he's uh... he's a six four guy, big guy. Calvin Johnson was six five, big guy. And you know, I'm just like, y'all just got to relax. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. All
0: right, for oh. sure, man. Uh, I did like the skins draft. I think we just gotta wait and see. I heard the tackle from LSU, Sadiq Charles. Um, as far as talent, he was a top five talent, but um, he had some issues with marijuana and stuff. Um, but I did read that Ron Rivera expects to keep the guy on a short leash. Um, so we just gotta see. Uh, how that goes? Uh, the Gandhi Golden guy. I did. I did watch a little bit of Liberty last year, B. John. I'm Not gonna lie to you. And Bryce job, like nice, bro. I'm not even not even yeah. gonna lie. Bro, we, we yeah. just got to see. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna sit there and say um, Calvin Johnson or anything. But I, I I think he could be. I think he could be solid. I think he could be solid. Um, because the Redskins didn't need to get another receiver. McLaurin was the only guy that really did stuff consistently. Um. And then they got, you know, other guys like Steven Sims and Kelvin Harmon, young guys, but I kinda like it, man. I kinda like their movement. It's just they're they're building around youthful guys. But we just gotta see, man. But yeah, Skins fans, don't 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 um outthink the room here. Uh it's gonna be six and eleven. Seven and ten at the very best. Cause I know we got 17 games coming up, but seven and ten at the very best. Like, come on. Come on, guys. <laughs> Let's get real. Um but I wanted to hop into sleepers, man. Uh, our last, our last topic. Um, so, who, who, if you can give me maybe about three sleepers, who you like, man? We can go back and forth on this too. But uh, just okay. give me some sleepers.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I spoke on J.K. Dobbins earlier, I think. Uh, hold on, you go. You started off. I gotta.
0: Okay. Uh, uh, so sure. my first sleeper is my guy Albert O. From uh from Missouri, they got drafted by the Denver Broncos. He's reunited with his college quarterback Drew Locke, um, so that should be good. Um, and I, ju- I just liked I just like this tape, man. Me and you, I put you onto the tape a couple of weeks ago. You were like, oh man, he looks like Julius Thomas when he was on the Broncos. Like mm-hmm. the tape was nice. You liked it. He also ran a four four nine at the combine, so that's another tight end that can get up and down the field. They drafted Noah Fant. Um. So I really like that pick, man. I really do. I think <laughs> I'm really high on the Broncos, man. They just better not let me down when the season comes back. For
1: sure, like the
0: uh,
1: like the uh, the Bucks. Canaries when they was on hard knock? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yo, they didn't get a Broncos hard knocks. So I'll watch that.
1: I think it's uh, I think it's the Chargers and the uh, Chargers and Rams.
0: Yeah, that did see that, man. That should be it's not going to be that interesting Jalen <laughs> Rams is going to be interesting for the uh, uh,
1: Rams though but mm-hmm. it's, just, it's like we just sing the Rams but whatever yeah. <laughs> Um. okay yeah so I mentioned uh, J.K. Dobbins earlier another guy I mentioned earlier I think it's a sleeper Cam Akers you know um, he didn't he was really like the main piece on their offense, they had inconsistent quarterback, quarterback play of Florida State. Also had some issues on the offensive line as well. So I think being in the Rams offense, you know, a very, Sean, Sean McVay runs, runs a very well-oiled machine. Um, kind of saw some cracks in that last year. Um, we saw some issues with Jared Goff because they didn't have a consistent running game. And, you know, he really relies on the play-action to get that offense open. So I think if Cam Akers can kind of replace 80%, at least 80% of what Todd Gurley's prime production was, I think that can be a, a very good pick for them. Mm, okay. Um, so
0: this guy was, I thought was a little bit of a reach when he got drafted, but I think Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, they got drafted by the chiefs. I think that's going to be like, that just gives him another weapon. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't say enough about uh, the offense that Andy Reid runs, and then Patrick Mahomes, of course. Um, you know, McCole Harmon, Tyreek Hill, um, Travis Kelsey. Like they got, they got like. A weird shuffle of running backs. They haven't really had that guy since Kareem Hunt, and then before that, uh, Jamal Charles, like like a, a name that you really know. But I think uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire should be. I think he should be really good for the Chiefs, man. He's only five seven, but dude is quick, man, and he's pretty elusive for a five seven guy. God is my height.
1: Right? Yeah, I was I was thinking about him too. I was actually going to say him, but uh, since you said him. Another guy I like, uh, I think the pronunciation of his name is uh, Lynn Bowden from Kentucky, uh, the the receiver that filled in as quarterback at the end of last year, and he can he's a kind of a guy, a Swiss Army Who knife. Who do we get picked up by? The Raiders. The Raiders. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I think that he, he's a guy that can play all positions of the field, uh, wide receiver, quarterback, running back. I think, and I believe he's wearing number 33, so I think he may be a running back pri- primarily, but we'll see him at receiver too. But I think that he can be – he's hes a good weapon for offense that lacked a lot of weapons last year. So I think that was uh, – and that was a good pickup for them.
0: Okay. Um, I don't really got any people I want to, like, just read off. I mean, I got some people I want to read off, but I don't really got anybody that I want to talk about in depth. I uh, mm-hmm. Did, like – um. Darnay, um, Darnay, what's his name? Uh, the, the corner from UCLA, he got drafted by Darnay Holmes, uh, the corner from UCLA. That's actually my middle name for people that don't know. But uh, Darnay Holmes, I like that pick up for the Giants. The Giants had a – I think their draft was actually pretty quality, man. A lot of people said they reached on Andrew Thomas, but I thought Andrew Thomas was pretty – I thought he was a quality tackle. I think he'll be just fine in the league. Um, K.J. Hill, I like that pick. Um – seventh round I thought he I thought he was gonna go on like the fifth or something
1: but uh those just a couple more guys I want the name yeah I feel like I have some more but they might be slipping my mind right now but and I feel yeah. like I feel like I touched on pretty much most of the people that I wanted to touch on absolutely bro anything else you want to add Uh um, I don't I don't think so I don't think so
0: all right that's a bet man well, thanks for thanks for uh coming on man thanks for, you know you know you're always welcome on the pipe, man but uh for sure. know, thanks for coming on bro for sure for sure yes sir man all right so this is episode number 128 i'm wrapping this thing up this was a nfl draft recap and it was with my guy the co-producer of the show b jones i will be back uh this upcoming monday to talk um just just talk with you guys for real that's what i do in the live mailbacks but um should be fun man we got uh, episode five and six of michael jordan's the last dance should be um some good stuff to talk about on monday uh but this is episode number 128 and i'm wrapping this thing up i'm mike curry signing out b jones is signing out episode number 128 is done peace, peace.